Welcome to Generally Specific, the podcast that talks to inspiring people about the things that inspire them. I'm Anthony, the wildcard Cosby, alongside my co-host, Andre, the narc, Dowdy. <laughs> Andre, yes. how you doing? I'm, I'm offended that you called me a narc <laughs> on the pod. That's wild. I'm okay, but I'm hurt. You dare me to call myself the wild card. I gotta my call God, you something. I was just gonna say wild card. That's fair. That's fair. Well, our next guest is a bit of a mystery. <laughs> right into it. Yeah, we're just the gonna mystery. go right into it. Mystery guest. So our next guest. This is mystery guest. Our next guest is a bit of a mystery to us. We don't necessarily know exactly what she does, but it seems that Antonina Valentina Vargas knows how to be at the right place at the right time. She's involved in the music scene. You can catch her on set, and you can catch her now behind the mic at the Wave Cave Studios with the Generally Specific Boys. Nina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah, Yeah. of course. (laughs) Antonina Valentina. (laughs) My God, you got the speed too? Yeah, you got through it. It's such a sayable name. It's so good. It's it's really good. It's really good. It does rhyme too, which is nice. Um, I just can't wait for my mom to hear this because she just loves, like, that's the name she gave me. But Mm. you know, I'm like out here introducing myself as Nina to everyone. And it's the name I associate with, but... You know, to to go with the full three name situation like oh, yeah. this time. Well, it's shout out, go. shout out to your mom. Yeah. Shout out, yeah, shout out Jody Vargas. Hey. Oh, shout out Jody. Yeah, shout out Jody. Jody. Um, so Nina, let's let's get straight to the point. <laughs> the fuck do you do? <laughs> Okay, I think we longer. should. We'll preface this for a second. Like when we, when um, Andre sort of posted about this opportunity, I jumped on it and I was like, I would love to be a part of this. Like, I definitely consider myself a creative. Um, and I was like, this would be so fun. I love these two boys. Let's let's do this. And then I was like, I definitely know you guys are always like, what the fuck does this girl do? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the beauty of this is that like I also have that question for myself too. And in in a in a beautiful exciting way never in like a scary like i don't know what to identify as type of way Mm -hmm. um yeah so okay what do i do um i will start by saying that um i i'm gonna go back in time a little bit that's That's okay so i'm gonna like go to my high school years um when I was in eighth grader, so actually middle school it was time um to decide which high school i was gonna go to i'm from miami florida and um there's this I was in drama in middle school, um, and I remember I was accidentally put into drama. Um, And so the first day there, everybody's getting up and doing, like, improv, and I remember just having this, like, just being, like, like, anxiety in my stomach. I was, like, hiding behind book bags. I was, like, I will not. I cannot get up there. Like, when is this period over? I didn't ask to be in this class. Like, what is going on? Improv at eighth grade? Yeah. And we're going to have to – how do you – accidentally put into no see so you choose your electives okay so Uh. i chose you choose two electives and then three backups in case those electives are full okay so i just knew drama was on not on the list at all and i was like and somehow i saw it ends up being on my schedule okay and so i'm showing up on the first day already being like as soon as this this class is over i'm heading to the office being like i didn't ask to be in drama class like what is going on i played cello at the time by the way so i was in orchestra and i was like all right but i need to do uh, this drama is not the thing um, 
And so I go to the to the office and she's just like, I'm so sorry. Like everything else is full. Like you're just going to have to Damn. be in drama this Damn. year. And so I'm like, no, like you don't understand. Like, I'm, I don't know. I can't. I have that pressure to be funny. Like with these improv games, this is too much. Like what? I don't know how people like find joy in this. Like it's for others, not me, please. And she's like, you've got to stick it out. There's no room any other Damn. any other class. So I stick it, stick it out, and then um, I end up, of course, loving it. And then in eighth grade, I really start to love it, and I'm like writing plays in school, and like people, and like I have like my history teacher come, and the whole school comes to see them. History teacher being like, you know, you're really good, like <laughs> at this, and I'm like, oh wow. So then my drama teacher's like, there's a school, New World School of the Arts, which I had heard of, mm. um, really prestigious high school um, in Florida, and I would, some would argue, like in the country just for like performing arts students at the high school age. Um, out of 1,200 applicants for the drama program, they take a class of 12. Jesus Whoa. Christ. Yeah, so my teacher was like, you should audition. Like you have to do two monologues, a contemporary and a classical. So like a Shakespeare monologue and like a monologue from a contemporary play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, like I'll do this. I was never really like fully, I was just like, let's just see what happens. Um, ended up getting a call back so that I was like, okay. It's nice. Well, my, to, what, what did you do? Yeah, what you, what were they um, from? Oh my gosh. I think, oh, um, I, a play called Beauty of the Father was my mm. contemporary. Okay. And I literally couldn't tell you my classical because I've done so many monologues since then because yeah. I studied acting after this story was finally over and it's taking forever. But uh, I, I studied acting for eight years after that. So in high school and in college. Mm. Anyway, I get into New World, which is like, whoa, amazing. And I go to my drama teacher and I'm like, do I go or do I go to like Beach High? And she's like, if you get into New World, you go to New World. Mm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> how, how are you even second guessing this situation? Yeah. So... I go and then I'm already basically like studying acting in ninth grade to 12th grade at like a collegiate level like they, like because it's a high school and a college together. Mm. So the same teachers that are teaching the high school are teaching the college New World students. Oh, wow. OK. So it's basically I'm, I'm getting like a college education in the acting like in the acting world. So you right. do your like normal classes and then at, in the afternoon you go to your arts classes. So. Yeah, I'm taking like voice, improv, self-expression. I'm taking scene study. We're reading Shakespeare. We're in like main stage shows. We're encouraged to write plays because there's like a new playwrights festival. Oh, and cool. like all at like a ninth grade. Yeah, that's crazy time to be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and also you're going to your academic classes surrounded by like because there's four strands: you dance, visual arts, music, and drama. Mm-hmm. So all your classmates are like kids who got into the program for that those things too. So anyway, um, it was just like a really exciting time. Then come graduating high school and it's like, where is everybody going to college? And all my classmates were like, I'm studying acting in college. And Mm. so I was like, okay, I'll audition at schools. Got into um, SUNY Purchase. I was like, I was waitlisted at SUNY Purchase. That was my dream school. I um, auditioned at Juilliard. I got into DePaul. All these schools, FSU um, as well. So I end up being like, I can't be $100,000 in debt with an acting degree at any of these schools out of state. So I go to FSU and I go to their acting program. I study there um, and I'm already realizing like my new world training is like similar to this. Like mm. I learned a lot of this stuff, yeah. but you never stop learning as a, right. any kind of artist. We oh, know yeah. But yeah, no, just like more acting experience there. Then it's like, okay, are you are you moving to LA or New York? Like to do oh. this acting thing. Like oh. that was the big question. Oh. And Atlanta is included, yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Like you could 
Oh, I um I studied abroad in London during my time at FSU. That was like the highlight of the oh, wow. of the experience. Um, and I got stage combat certified. So Ooh, like, whoa, yeah. So like, learning to like fight believably on stage, like in plays, is like something you can yeah. actually get certified for. That's wild. Um, yeah, and just passing and like was yeah. We learned how to sword fight and like also just like. You know, things like throw punches or like in plays, these things happen and you have to make them look real or else an audience is going, why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that happened. And then I was I always knew I wanted to come to New York. But then once again, this is where this is where the Nina that you guys know starts to make sense. (laughs) I'm loving acting, but I'm like, I also love a lot of other things Mm -hmm. like and I never imagined myself in this acting grind of like getting an agent, like self-promoting, getting yeah. headshots taken, like being like, I am, and I was surrounded in, you know, college time and after by a lot of like actory type people. And I didn't necessarily feel like I was that kind of person. Right. Um, I don't know if that makes sense fully, but no, just, fair. yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I have, um, I have a more, I, I love acting for what acting is, and I never really wanted to just go out there and like wake up going, okay, I have three auditions today. I'm going to be sitting in a room with 30 girls who look just like me. And I didn't like the idea of I have to beg for like an opportunity to do what I love. Like musicians, right. it's different. Like you want to like DJ, you can do that in your room as soon as you wake up. Like you want to mm. write poet. Like if you're a writer, you can write. Like right. for acting, I can get up in my room and like act out some scenes for myself, but like to either do it for a living or to really like do it for an audience, like you need to like, you need to almost be given that opportunity a lot of the time. It's a team sport. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and I wasn't sure I was like ready to like live, live a life fully about it in that way, like where it was just, you know waiting for someone to say yes to me to do something that I enjoy doing. So, oh, I had always been a music fan. So like, yeah. So anyway, I moved to New York and I am just like in a whole new exciting world where I'm like, I, there's, you can do anything here, anything. And like, I moved here with like a lot of friends from like the film school at FSU. So they were already like shooting their own stuff. They were already getting me PA jobs. Mm. Like my second my second day after moving to New York, my friend Ryan Brown got me a job driving Nick Offerman to and from set on like, <laughs> nice. his, his latest feature That's film. so cool. Yeah, and just like, it it was just, you know, it was that kind of life that I was living. Right. I, I was like, all right, my Monday through Fridays, I want open to do whatever I want to do and like figure this out for uh-huh. myself. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I was like, I'll be like a weekend nanny. So I started nannying for this um, very well-to-do family in the West Village on my Saturdays and Sundays. And then my Mondays and through Fridays were free because I was just gave up my whole weekends to doing that. And then I was able to like audition, meet up with friends, write something. Um, You know, I started to work with So Far Sounds during that time, like started to just go to Fathers and like see all these like DJs and like meet them and be like, oh my God, I know someone at so far who's running this kind of event that I would love for you to be at like and then I had time to like read and just like explore the city and meet people and it was just like such a beautiful first year in New York like doing all of that and just sort of absorbing like so much um and so yeah I picked I like owned my first DSLR too like before moving to New York so I had already like dabbled in like 
photography and mm-hmm. film and I had been writing little scripts. I had like in my my room is just this place where I have I'm like I have a stack of like scenes or short film ideas or short films that have been fully written mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. in my in my hard drive there is footage that I've shot that I know what music I want to put it to to potentially send to an underground artist and be like this is how your song makes me feel like watch I just want you to watch that like there's mm-hmm. no end goal for any of my like artistic endeavors yeah. like mm-hmm. there's no like I'm trying to make money or like I want people to like think I'm awesome or think I'm talented. And I think that's what also keeps a lot of my shit in my room and never really gets anywhere. And this is why it's like, what does she do? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I'm that I just talked so long. Right, no, guys, that was please. fascinating. You went on for about a good Jeez. nine minutes straight. No. Yeah. Fire. I don't Fire. like Perfect. hearing that. Well, it's a, yeah, no, we were, we're, we're curious to learn. Like, yeah, no, I mean, that's such a cool story. I'm a little dumbfounded uh, by like just how you got through it and, and like got to New York and made it work in a way that you wanted it to work. Whereas like, that's such a powerful move because New York's such a powerful thing. And you come here and you're kind of like stuck working so much sure. to afford living here. Yeah. And like yeah. having the power to just be like, no, New York, I'm doing this. I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like such a hard thing to do. So like, first of all, like, Props. that's Aww, yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's like a very, like, I've heard your story before in that, like the New York LA thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you seem to make it, make it work for you in that like you're in it, but you're not so engrossed in it that it like occupies your every day oh yeah like you give yourself the freedom to to do whatever you want and that's how i've been approaching filmmaking at least like mm-hmm. i haven't put out anything in a very long time mm-hmm. and that's partly intentional and partly i'm fucking lazy mm-hmm. but that's beyond the point but i also didn't want to get to the point where i like had to go to la to be like another number right but like you put you put your time in there and eventually people start recognizing who you are and what your work is for and like yeah. what your work's about. And it's cool, but I also wanted to kind of live a life a little bit mm-hmm. instead of kind of like making that my life. So to my detriment, like, sure, I'm holding myself back and not grinding the way most people are grinding in that scenario. Mm-hmm. But I'm also able to explore other things. Obviously, this being part of the things that I'm exploring. For but like, sure. I still, you know, have to get a film out in me at some point this year yeah. or I'm going to shoot myself. Because <laughs> I, I, like li- I can't live with myself. Right now. That and could see, be your is film, that, but, dude. And that's a goal you set for yourself, right. for example. <laughs> stupid, you're stupid. You're stupid. I cannot. <laughs> I gotta stop. I got references oh I want to drop, but God. it's a weird thing to oh, say on the Wild end. card. Yeah, fucking wild card is right. Yeah. Bud Dwyer, your whole shit. Y'all don't know about that? All right, no, cool. Never mind. You. Let's keep on going. You just exposed yourself. He's like, he killed like, himself on TV. Just okay, saying. but this, but something you said made me think of of this idea of I, I feel like I really live by this. There is no rush type of idea, and I have settled in it in a way that it's not like an excuse to procrastinate or it's an excuse yeah. to like not be vulnerable and show my work. But right. I just feel like you can only put yourself fully put yourself into a couple of things at a time in throughout the years of your life. Obviously, whether right now you realize the focus is like stay uh, socially like I want to just like 
be there for my friends or like now I want to like really focus on that one thing that I know that I that excites me and that I could be good at but like you can't do it all all the time and then we're also out here trying to make money trying to be healthy trying to like learn like how to be emotionally intelligent from it's just like there's so much to fucking do it's all fucking expensive yes that oh yeah don't even get yeah on, on staying like financially stable in a way that doesn't keep you up at night and like that's that's a whole other beast and it's like there's just so many things um yeah god i could go on about that i mean i like i i guess it like it validates my existence that you chose new york over la just because like i understand like la sorry i've never i haven't been so i can't say but Uh i've heard mixed things from a lot of people yeah so have you ever once i slept in a car at the venice beach parking lot i (laughs) sat on the beach and tried to watch the sun come up and then realized I was on the west coast and that the sun would be rising <laughs> behind me. Um, oh there may have been some recreational activities involved. Oh, yeah, in sure. this. So, I mean, I can't, you know, whatever. Um, uh-huh. I doodled in a notebook. I got yelled at by a person. Um, like- I drove through the Hollywood Hills and then I left. <laughs> that, that was it. But I'd like That's to go back. That's an experience. Yeah. 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 I'd like to no, go. it's it's an interesting place. Like I've been a couple of times for like I would say like a four or five day length of time. Mm-hmm. So I, I even I'm not even sure I have the right to fully be like I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm from Miami, so you'd think like I would want to be in the warmer place and I would want to be like by the water, which is like nice to see when I mm-hmm. was there, but. I think there's something so this New York is just the even the seasonal changes like these winters that a lot of us have a hard time during like I think those are important times for us our psyche like just yeah. dipping into those changes like yeah. Yeah. even if there's yeah we were just talking about seasons like on oh, a, yeah. on, on a pre, uh, you know podcast magic um, <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about seasons uh-huh. and 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 kind of their relevance and mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it gives like it gives a year a cycle. Whereas, yeah. from what I've heard about LA, this is also very speculating, mm-hmm. like very much speculation. But like that, it just years meld together because it's just the same weather and stuff like that. And I think there's something to be said about seasons and weather changes and having to like, like you can get really stuck in a routine there. I feel. Oh, totally. Whereas here, it's like. In six months from now, like we're all bundled up, you, you know, like yeah. yeah, like we have a, I have a different set of things that I bring with me in the mm-hmm. su- in the summer than I do the winter. Like in the summer, I just want to bring nothing. Like, yeah, I want to be as close to like just like let me, you know, I just want to be breathability yeah. and, and different not be things down. have the opportunity to become important. Yeah, like, of course. Winter, I'm gonna like it's gonna my more introverted time. I'll do right. this summer, like I'll really be out there yeah. networking or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Christmas without like cold feels weird to me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I agree with that. And then for for like people on the West Coast to have to like consume media that's like, oh my God, White Christmas. <laughs> and then they'll just be like, walk outside, it's fucking 60. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. Get out. I want cold. I want frozen. Yeah, I want to no. wake up. <laughs> I want brick. And I'm cold, you know? <laughs> Burr. Yeah. Um, so pivoting to so far real fast, how did you, I was like, how did you get involved? Um, I had known about so far since my college years, just through like the the viral YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And also just I've followed I've been following artists, whether they are known or just sort of less, less known in the world um, for a while. But um, I remember when I knew I was moving to New York, I was like, I'm finally going to see a so far like that. I'll finally be there like live. And then that happened. And I immediately was like, I just want to be a part of this in any way like that whole that was bringing me immediately back to that like 
acting energy of being in like a production of being in a play just right. like that whole yeah. idea of like being a part of something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. is just like the thing that like gets me going for sure so I happen to be at a show that um Grace who is um sh- she works with so far but she happened to be emceeing that shows and she had had a little shout out of like if anyone's looking to get involved like oh, nice. hit me up and so cool. and at that time so far was it was in a very different place than it is now and mm-hmm. it was like you were like almost like waitlisted. It was like this difficult thing to even become like a volunteer, like ambassador situation. And so I, after filling out an application, I think I was like, they got back to me like two months later or something and was like, we would love to like sit and talk to you. Like it wasn't even like a full, like you're part of the team. (laughs) Then I had that talk and then the rest is history. And then I started emceeing shows, which was so like, just felt so right. Cause I, and, and then I was like, just falling in love with being using that MC opportunity to really express to those audiences why each of those three artists were so magical to me. Cause I would, you, you, you get there early and you like talk to them and you meet them there for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to like really be that bridge from artist to audience ear to go like, this is why they're so special. Um, Cause an artist rarely does that for themselves yeah. gets up there and like, you know, so that's that such an became passionate about that for sure and then mm-hmm. met just so many people that I like know today and am involved in mm-hmm. things with today um yeah it was like the other ambassadors meeting them that like really took off the whole like music Nina New York situation yeah because that's how we met at least yeah um yeah there was well, Andre, so far did I oh did I, I was like did I meet Andre at Father's first no, no. okay it was uh Kim Folk 94 Ah, that's right. There it was, was a, so it was a Sunday sauce. It was a Sunday sauce thing. There yeah. you go. Did we also meet there? Where is that the mist? Where did we meet? Oh, oh man. Because huh. the Sunday sauce that we're talking about was a Funkin' vibes. No. No, it, I Jamero think was spinning. He was supposed to spin. And I had to fill in for him at the last second. Ah. I was there. So you were so, there. So yeah, I was there so too. Okay. I know you met Miles that day, if I'm not mistaken. I, yes, I you did. Didn't meet Miles I did. that day, yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. and then I followed you on Instagram and then saw the like, a you know, whether it was like a great, like disposable camera picture of you uh, spinning or yeah. someone took a picture. And yeah. I was like, that was the DJ providing. I remember that was that day, that night to this day was the like highlight of my New York City night. Like I, I remember dancing like two hours straight and just being like, like actually, and then going to get one drink and coming back and continuing to dance for that long just because I was like music so seamlessly, like just dance vibe being provided in this way is fucking out of this world. Like, and then I remember that Travis had like got you guys together and I was like, this is a magical experience. Like it was out of control. How long were you in New York at that point? Probably a year. Or okay. I don't know. I don't when, even know when that was. You when seemed, did you, you move s- here? You seemed pretty I, comfortable. At that I point. moved. Um, I moved here only two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. But see, when the, when was that? When was that Sunday sauce? It was cold. I think. Wasn't it? It was last winter. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was cold. So it was a year ago. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow, not even for a year. Yeah, but why that do I think quit. it was even longer ago than that? But That's wild. You know what it is? I think we've also like seen each other like sporadically enough where it feels like a long time. Yeah. So it's not like I'm seeing you like every day. Right. It's like I see you like once a month, maybe. Right. Once every month and a half. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Nina. Hey, okay. Nina. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it just makes it feel longer. For sure. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I know. Andre, you're for sure that time like is weird. goofball energy on the dance floor that's oh, like yeah. that was like I don't 
But you know, you just like, you're like, oh, that person, like, I would definitely be down to have a combo with them once the music dies down. I'm and just then weird. Just th- I'm just weird. Yeah, you're I a clown. I said this before, You're man. both silly clowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this works. <laughs> you're so, you're, you're very unafraid to be yourself and you like, don't care who's looking at you. And that's a very uh, envious quality to have. I, so, sometimes. Terrified I, all the time. I feel like. I like I'll assess certain situations, but like this is this is extremely low stakes. Like it doesn't matter how I, you know, I yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm myself like 112. Right, right, right. And then like some situations, I'm like I'm gonna chill way I'm in the. Tone it co- down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's not even gonna tone it down. I'm just gonna be a fly. Okay. You know, oh. like there are a lot of situations where I'll I'll, I'll just sit in the back because I know it's not my place to be mm-hmm. myself. Right. Um. But yeah, in those situations, like I've 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 realized I don't know how to dance normally anymore because I always just want to fling my body and do something. I stupid. love that. See, that's freedom. Uh, yeah. I guess. Freedom. Yeah, you're it's rubbing like, off on me in a major way because I was like walking in the Lower East Side the other night and yeah. the car drove past was playing music <laughs> and I was just like I just like flopped around and I scared the person I was with. <laughs> Dude, that's the life you need to live, especially in it New really York. is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been here two and a half years. Two and a half years. Wow, yeah. this podcast is really long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that joke, actually. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Like, we can all go home Listen, now. it doesn't always need an audible, audible feedback jokes, <laughs> jokes that are that good. I'm not kidding right now. It was, we have been here two and a half wow. years. Can you imagine? How long is this tape? <laughs> I hate you so much. You too. Oh man! So you've been here, two and you've been in this physical space. Yeah, please specify. For, you've been in this physical space for like an hour and a half. You've I been swear. in New York. I swear. Um, you've been working your side hustles, getting into this acting thing. So how how has the balance been between your musical endeavors and your screen endeavors? Well, the- and and to double on that, mm-hmm. I apologize. What are you doing on set when you get there? Too? Oh, okay. If you're so, not in front of so this is another oh, okay. Um so I've I'm done a, a bunch of like PA jobs. So mm-hmm. I when and this just started because I was like, you know, just here ready to like make some some day rate money like to just even like get my feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. I also had an amazing I live on that Wilson Avenue um, oh, okay. street right by Fathers. Oh, that's what. Oh, cool. But my family friend's son works as the landlord and they they own the building. Oh, cool. So I pay like incredible rent like and I have a really nice spacious room because it's Bushwick. Like you can find space in, in deep Bushwick, you mm-hmm. know, and um, we have like a nice little backyard and like I'm just it's just was a beautiful like, wow, I was able to find a place that I can afford and like yeah. just live yeah that's awesome yeah and then obviously look everybody's in bushwick like and every in this way like Mm -hmm. the the great bars the great places to like see live music or see djing all that stuff wait what was i talking about what was the oh my oh i asked you about balance and then and then i started talking about my apartment lovely okay um all right see this is my brain um bushwick has that effect though i want to say that (laughs) i moved here a few months ago i'm like Oh, this is like everything I wanted to do. Like, why yeah, did, and why it's chill I... because Manhattan's t- a little much for me. Like, I yeah. like imagining like living there. Like, if if you know, I could even if whatever. It's just like too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you take the train back into Bushwick, and like, I can just I know enter that meditative state. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. You asked me about balance. Balance. Okay. <laughs> back to balance. 
balance is like one of the the craziest words like this is what my whole new year's resolution vibe was surrounding and that was another tangent about to be another tangent no, i no, took yeah, that way too literally i was like balance like yeah. saying the you word know, I, was... I did too i saw the word and i was like is this equally balanced word <laughs> balance my my gut says it's too heavy on the left side it is it is, cool. yeah. all right because the bow glad glad we agree and then there. ants you know ants is quick it's it's yeah and it's just low the L yeah. definitely has like a lot Just of weight. An anyway, no. balance in your life. Um, so I like I pretty quickly when I was here told myself like the acting thing can just like relax um, mm. right now, and I always knew that that's how it was going to be to the point where I knew because you can always come back to it, just like anything. Like there are actors who start their careers in acting at forty five, you know. Mm. And shout like, out to Harrison Ford. Shout out to Viola <laughs> Davis. Shout out to. Um, Wilford yes. Brimley. Who's Don Draper? Wilford um, Brimley. John Hamm. John Hamm. Mad late in the game. Yeah. You, but do you see what I mean? And then they they, talk, they say like, you know, the best actors are the ones with like colorful experiences and a life yeah. experience to even pull from. Not yeah. that like young actors don't have that, right. don't have an yeah. advantage like that because... You know, you hear anyway. that Timothy Charlemagne? <laughs> Shoot oh, him. should we talk? Hey, yo, Tim. Oh, man, I, up, I'm Timmy? just connecting now. You guys must be like movie buffs for sure. No, uh, not okay. at all. Oh, I don't not know at all. anything Look. about it. I saw Lucas Hedges in a bar in the Bushwick the other in, week. Yeah. Forgot his name. And uh, forgot it. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> well. I like movies. I'm not a movie buff. Okay. Like, okay. I have my own snob taste, mm-hmm. but like I don't, I can't tell you what happened in like 1967 that was popping. Right, so right, I'm right. not, yeah, you know, I'm not there. Okay, it's about the fact that You're, I'm a professor. You enjoy movies, though. yeah, yeah, and obviously I want to get involved in. This yeah, stuff. I think movies should be 90 minutes, no more, no less. Oh my god, it's too much. No. I don't need it. Okay, so you're when about, do I have two hours? You're, I don't need it. Okay, you're balanced. Let's, let's finish this thought. So I'm sorry, and then we'll break. Um, 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 the thought. Okay, so yeah, acting just like sort of was able to relax. I relaxed, um, and I was like just ready to jump into other things because I had just done studied yeah, so acting for eight acting. years, yeah. you know, and I was like, there's more. To And I really, I always envied people who become like a master at one thing and who really know that like this is the thing I'm doing and this is the thing I was meant to do. I never saw myself living life that way, which is a blessing and a curse in my experience. Like I would love to become great at one specific thing, um, but I just... I there's I just my brain works in like a there's so many years to live and like so many people to meet and so many uh, spontaneous experiences that I want to be open to like I want to be able to like live a life where in where I can meet someone and then be inspired by something they're doing and be like oh I want to like dabble in this and be curious about this and like you know in a way that isn't like reckless and chaotic and like right. doesn't have me landing anywhere I feel like I I. The only thing I feel like I'd ever flatter myself in in regards to is the way that I'm able to live like that, but also feel like I'm a very grounded person, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, Mm -hmm. like in that way. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It's just like you want to remain open to trying things and like not lock yourself down. And that's actually been something that keeps coming up on all of these podcasts that we're doing is that like people are finding it more and more valuable to be multifaceted. And to be like a the jack of all trades is kind of 
coming around as being more valuable a mm. little bit. Hmm. I, I feel at least now. No, I agree with you 100. Um, what but in more valuable to them, or like they they think it's more valuable to the world, to or the world. oh, like I think to the world, but the world. but maybe to them too. I mean, because it's it's a whole separate mentality. I feel to like. To really be like, oh, I'm just going to dip my hand in everything rather right. than just like, I'm going to pick this one thing and I'm going to, you got something to say, yeah. Andre, you got something to say. I think that's a product of the 08 housing crisis. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, at that point though, like, and this is like a, where like mentally I've, I've kind of like pinpointed like an evolution in what college does for people too. Like mm-hmm. traditionally you could either go to college to get a general education mm-hmm. and explore what you want to do. Yeah. Or you can go to college for a thing. You're going to learn that thing. And um, we've gotten to the point where learning that one thing is good and being a master at it is good. But the world is shifting so fast, especially for us too. like kids who have seen the Internet develop, you know, grow and then develop into this wide ranging thing to the point where now we're getting into a social aspect of the Internet and how that works too. Um, being in a position where you can have one skill that you can profit off of and especially in new york profit Mm -hmm. off of but not make a living off of and then force yourself to have to have multiple streams of income Mm -hmm. that we've especially being in new york we found ourselves in a position where i can't live in this bushwick apartment off of this one thing so let me get a side hustle going Mm -hmm. so i can keep myself afloat whether that's like what you really want to do something you're casually into or something you're just kind of stumbling into like it's 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 almost like having a hobby, except yeah. you can make money off it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah, like monetizing your your hobbies and your yeah. skills, and hopefully your hobbies and skills are, are the, the same. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I also think there's a part of it that's like, like like people that are just generally curious, like you said before about like not caring if people think you're talented, not really caring about making money for it. You just need to like do stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like I think that's cool too, because it's just like you're overall curiosity mm-hmm. you're really doing it for you yeah and that and that's like a you know really nice thing in its own yeah. right so I think but to answer your question to get really specific about this my that's the second half of the podcast <laughs> no but but my my working as a weekend nanny upon mm-hmm. getting to new york i was working eight to nine saturdays and sundays Oof. and so those are like that's like a 26 hour like t- working in two days yeah, yeah. that like was able to keep me afloat even if I wasn't working on a Monday through Friday period. Right. So like I was, I uh, that allowed, and giving up my weekends wasn't a big deal, especially in a city like New York where mm-hmm. like yeah. you could dance on a Tuesday night and like you <laughs> right. could meet a friend on a Thursday, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, an, I think that was the perfect kind of side hustle, quote unquote, to start when I first got here because it was like giving me that time and space to like, figure life out but also not being like how am I going to pay my rent because I couldn't imagine having to turn to the things that I love to do in a stressful way of like how the fuck like I need to then then I I would love to hear about this like for you guys if it's ever become that like it's like you have to look at the thing you love in a different way just because it's like yeah I know for me I think that's what I why I've hesitated for so long Mm -hmm. because I feel like if I ever turn and this this is going to sound extremely naive, and I know it is. But if like when I get to the point where I find that like it is a stressor in 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 a way that is not beneficial to my health, I tune out. Yeah, you know, like if it gets to the point where I'm like, oh fuck, like I need rent, 
I got to do something to support that. And it's got to be this thing. Right. I'll fall. I fall out of love with it generally. But how could Mm. you not? I mean, are there people who don't and can manage that? Like, I don't know. Some people can just work. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like a job. Mm -hmm. Like my day is filled with photography, like all the time, 50 Mm -hmm. hours a week minimum. And then plus whatever I do on the side that week. So it's like I'm in a studio doing it constantly and i don't hate it you know um but it's definitely a different shift like i feel a lot more different or i feel differently than i did when i started or even when i first thought of like oh maybe i'll do this forever and like Mm -hmm. for a career um but it's i feel it's like deepened my love for it Mm -hmm. because i feel like now it is my thing and now i have an excuse to learn everything about it and i have such a different appreciation for it and like a different like I, it's like my baby like yeah. it's like i want to protect it you know like i want right. to like yeah it, it, it's 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 i love it like i love a, like a family member it's interesting almost. so it's you're weird. you're basically saying like the stress the turning to it in in at times stressful ways to like make yeah. money uh, sort of forced you to embody it even more which grew your relationship to it yeah and i think it's also a little bit just because of like if I didn't, the alternative to me not doing this is me having to work a shitty job that I really don't really like don't because like. I don't have a college degree. Like beyond being a photographer, I have like a handful of marketable skills. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, it's it's this or working at a at like a call center or something. Right. I'm not going to do that. So I'll yeah. do this until I can't. But um, see, that's how you become a master at one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's so admirable. But like, I want to say as a person who's... But I also feel like I dabble in multiple things. And even within photography, I feel like I have a hard time picking a general lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a person who's quote-unquote like mastering one thing, I'm really envious of the people who are just really proficient at everything. And I'm really profi- I'm really jealous... Of, not jealous, but... Um, I look, I look up and I really appreciate seeing people like yourself and you who both like have a lot of work that is just unreleased, you know? Mm-hmm. I have that too, but it's it's different. Like I don't, I, I feel like I have to get it out and like put it out in the world. Do I feel you like feel that's that way, Andre? Uh, shit. Um... That you have to get it out or like when it when it's sitting on your like oh, table, you're like, no, nah, if I don't like it, I'm not putting it out. Yeah. Well, I feel the same way. Like I'm <laughs> yeah, not going to put out something I don't like. But like, oh, do I feel the need to like constantly be producing? Yeah. That's the thing. <sighs> but I wouldn't call it a need either. It's just it's like more of a I don't, I'm not it's doing a, it for. It's a 50 50. Yeah. Part of me feels like in terms of visibility, you've got to be doing something to let people know that you're still kind of doing something. And I guess that's the social media aspect of how we now live. Like visibility is a big part of it. So people see you're constantly doing something. Mm -hmm. So it may not be film. It may not be podcasting. It may not be like the casual photos that I take, but as long as it's like a combination of those three or whatever else I'm doing and I'm constantly doing it, then, then yeah, I do feel like there's a need to kind of keep pushing stuff out, but it's not the thing that, and I guess this is also something that, like to my detriment. I don't wake up and I'm like, ah, what am I pushing out today? Or like, oh, what am I? Yeah. I like, yeah. I, need, I, I have yeah, the I could, goals, no. but they're soft I goals. Do and I think all. I need to make harder goals for yeah. myself. Hmm. See, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Because we're going to go for a break real fast and okay. then come back. Um, we really want to hear what you have to say, though. I really do. I do. Oh man! Uh, as I was just saying before the break, yeah, uh, I found now that like my entire 
strategy that I approach social media with has changed Mm -hmm. where I'm not like, I don't know. I feel like, and this was my uh, naive side coming through a little bit, but I was like, oh, this should be like the best of my work. This should be everything. My Instagram. Oh, and oh, that's such a, yeah, it was really bad. It was just dumb. Mm -hmm. And and now I, I really treat Instagram as like a, like trying to show me practicing. It's, a, hmm. it's like a like, por- working portfolio. Not even that, because oh. I have a. It's not. I don't want it oh. to be associated with my portfolio. Oh, okay. Like I have my own portfolio. That's even though my portfolio is essentially still that. It's still like here's the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I like all these things. I'm working on all of this stuff. Right. But my Instagram is just. I really want it to just be like I'm trying to get better, and here's what this progression looks like not mm. i'm a, i'm incredible look at this work i'm producing i would because right. i'm never going to be that person that says that mm. it, <laughs> it's just so wild that instagram has like become like a person's resume like real talk like even in like yeah. when you socially meet someone like yeah. that's like what represents a person when Absolutely. they're not in front of you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's become yeah it's a very weird thing where you have to figure out what the Instagram serves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause, cause some people can do it as just a personal tool. Like here's me, look how funny I am. Look mm-hmm. at, look, I'm traveling, like look right. at my life, whatever. And whatever specific act, aspect people want to be identified as, but then you can treat it as like a part of your brand, quote unquote, if mm-hmm. you need yeah. to do that. Like for DJs, of course, like they're also, they're constantly putting shit out. Like here's where I'm playing. Here's a sample yeah. of something I'm doing. Or, or for, for you, like, here's here's samples of my work as I'm doing it. And right. then here's yeah. like one big thing. But if you want to see the rest of my big things, go to my actual website right. or my mm-hmm. portfolio or whatever it is. So it, I, I love talking to people about, like, getting into a situation where, like, what do I do with this thing? Do it Like, how do I how do I identify myself? And then what does this serve? Mm-hmm. It's a weird. It's a, such a weird thing. It's it is really interesting. Because, like, for Instagram. For, for, personal a personal brand like how people see you is mm-hmm. part of that experiment yeah. too oh yeah i personally like i don't care to really put like anything personal like too much on my instagram it's it's really like i don't want to have a personal instagram that's fair that's fair yeah it's just work and like i feel that i'm just documenting my time doing what i'm doing that's it mm. i don't care about it you know I guess an also good like question is when when where were we at when we first started our Instagrams like because I oh, yeah. feel like it was just so long ago that it was a time I when I was for sure private yeah. I was for sure just following my friends and my friends were just following me yeah. and like it it was way like it was just so many years ago so it wasn't even a thing of like what what am I am I a this on Instagram am I a that on in like those thoughts weren't even like present thoughts, but you're then this totally is how right. how Instagram became. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you're totally right. It was just Instagram right. for a while, yeah. and now it's it's a tool, not it's, a I, fun. I thing. literally, it's actually, I, I can flash back to the moment I was sitting with a friend who I was having a discussion for the first time with about public versus private. Like, mm-hmm. are you like, are is your Instagram private or is it public? And I was like private if someone meets me they'll request me and then i'll be like yes i did meet that person like or whatever Mm. or oh that's my old friend they actually have an insta cool we'll follow each other but then because i remember she was public and she was just like posting pictures that were never like this is where i am this is where Mm -hmm. i live like stuff that could be dangerous potentially yeah i was like oh like it's like I guess a normal thing to be public on instagram and then i went public on instagram and then then high school Instagram was just like dumb and like no one was really thinking about it. And then when I got to college, it was just like to post funny stories of my friends and then got to New York and it was like, 
now Instagram's at its all time high of like what it is used for. And then I feel like even I'm at a, what is this thing and what should it be used for? But even thinking about it too much, I'm like, this is such a fucking waste of my day right now. Right? (laughs) I feel the same way. We're just talking uh, about Instagram. Yeah. I'm looking at my Instagram now and I'm like, I'm seeing the shift slowly develop over time. It's interesting. Wait, so when was your first post if it's even like fast enough to scroll? uh, Yeah, I can get there. I can get there. And then we'll we'll talk through it. I can talk through it. Uh, it. I deleted all the stuff on my old stuff on my Instagram. Instagram from when it was just like a personal Instagram. Right. And then now people do that. Too. Yeah, I did that like in 20 when 2019 started. I wiped out my entire See, Instagram. Andy, you were a personal Instagram user. I was. In the yeah. And now I'm out. Now I'm out. Now I'm you're like, like Fuck this. I'm OK. Mm-hmm. This uh, my first post is from May 14th of 2012. Wow. I'm telling you, it has been in our lives so, so long. It really has. Yeah. I, you don't that even, is, I don't even think about that. Almost. It'll be a decade pretty soon. That yeah. Like Instagram. And then it's just realizing what how it lives Yikes. in our lives now. Um yeah. I guess you start to realize how many like with with what you identify as like DJ is a perfect example like you mentioned Andre it's like that Instagram absolutely powerful tool to get people to your play, to your shows yeah. to like yeah. to get people listening to your SoundCloud yeah. like l- upload the yesterday like right. it's just like I don't I can't really imagine wh- how else you'd be doing that if you didn't have Instagram. Yeah, like, like what what other platform is there to get the word out no really like what word of mouth and it'd be like texting it to some friends and maybe adding like a chain like can you send this to 10 other people like how the fuck would we be doing this like you know what i I mean yeah Um, let's go before that Uh, flyers um, yeah flyers (laughs) Flyers. and word of mouth right and just to think that like before this app like things I would I'm not going to say things weren't meant to be this like spreadable mm-hmm. in this at this fast rate but I mean it's, when you think about our real roots things weren't supposed to be like this. Nope. Uh, nope. Um so uh, should we pivot into the, yeah. the specific side of things? We've been we've been we all had a nice healthy Instagram talk now. Oh. That was Oh, now we're <laughs> three not, millennials ranting. None of us open that app today. Enough of that shit for uh, the day. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Um, jumping into the specific side, obviously, we ask everybody on the pod what inspires them. Nina, you came at us with a couple of things here and there. Do you wanna? Do you wanna breeze through them real fast? You want me to breeze through them? Um, sure. And they were so off the top of my head, so it's interesting because they all are like from a different time of my existence. Yeah, let's talk so, through let's them. See what I yeah. can even say about them. So yeah. Some of them are so long ago, but we'll go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the first one you gave us was a play titled "Savage in Limbo" by yeah. John Patrick Shanley. So this was the first play I was ever in, like oh, like real play, you cool. know. Um, and so I played Denise Savage. So Savage and Limbo is refers to like Denise, this character, um, sort of living in limbo. Um, takes place in the Bronx, New York, in in a bar. And unlike a lot of other plays, it's um, all set in real time. So the whole oh, hour cool. and thirty minutes of the play yeah. is like you're just watching it happen. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Cool. Very yeah. Cool. And um, she comes in and she has this relationship to the bartender like she's a regular. Um, and throughout uh, the, the play, like four more characters come in, three more characters come in. And then they all just sort of like bounce ideas off each other, talk life, talk love. Like two of them are exes and then they end up getting back together throughout the play. And like um, Denise is just like 
a 32 year old virgin which sounds like it'd be like the main idea but it's right. like just such a small idea in the her world and the, what she the things she talks about she mm-hmm. rambles and rants she has these long monologues that are just like as an actor to take them highlight them beat them which is like basically yeah. like you take slashes in between every like new right. thought yeah you give them an action like here she's like pleading here she's like one like you know and just it was just the most work i'd ever done um and it was in ninth grade Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting like wow yeah your like guys' reaction to that made me realize that that was intense like yeah but yeah wow that's intense because like do I how, how do I work that hard now like I need to <laughs> like wow guys Damn. I'm leaving here being like no I, I work hard but in a different way like I was just yeah. a, a new you know that like newborn baby type of work yeah. hard where it was just like everything is just like ah like I'm just so excited to like yeah Get you're my discovering teeth into it all, this. yeah. Like, and see, come, come on, ninth grade is the time where like you're not thinking about fucking rent and like. Well, no, yeah, you're just you're pure as hell with that. So you're just going. You're pure. You know, you are pure. But anyway, yeah, she's. Um, I I really would love for you guys to like read it at some point. I I, I just remember it was just like a, it was a cathartic experience like playing her and she's 32 and it, it sounds ridiculous that me as a ninth grader was playing her, but I. I remember my teacher, James Randolph, just coming up to me and he's like, God at New World. He's just like this, like, no, he's just so knowledgeable. Everybody's like wants him to recognize their right. efforts all four years of being at school. And he was just like, Nina, wonderful, wonderful performance. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, but but it was and it was really all about like, did I just bring her to life? Like, did I do her yeah. justice? Like, that's what was important to me. Um and all my friends who like three of them live Freddie who played the bartender is was actually just in When They See Us on Netflix. You know that show? Wow, awesome. Yeah. Freddie. Did you guys see it by I any chance? I haven't seen it, no. Once if and when you do, um, I'll I'll let you know which character yeah, he, he's please. yeah. He's um and now he's in a new show, like he's all over Netflix. And then Brandon Flynn, who directed it, was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh-huh. Oh, so awesome. oh <laughs> he's yeah. a good wow. friend of mine too. Like they just went off and did their Netflix thing, uh, which was pretty amazing. That's wild. But um yeah, no, this play, like, she's just so lost but doesn't know where to go but knows that there's something more. Like, it's just, like, this, like, reaching energy that mm. I feel like lives in all of us. And at the end, mm. she's like, we all have this, like, animal inside of us. And we're it's all – it's just – it's essentially, like, trying to find our purpose. But, like, I could – one day I'll bring it back, guys. Like I'll, I'll perform. Yeah. We'll perform. Have yeah, a, that'd be, do have your some, own yeah. run of it, and, right? That'd be nice. Yeah, but like trying to find your purpose kind of speaks to what we were talking about Absolutely. in the beginning of yeah. just like, yeah. what do you do? What does this all mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, back. yeah. So it's also weird, like something like that coming out in '84. Hmm. This one is produced too, so like. Very, I, I don't know if that's a weird spot to be like to ex to have that existential kind of thing. Oh, it's so existential. Yeah, uh, the whole thing uh. is just like, what are what are we doing here? And she just gets and she's in all these characters characters faces in this like really intense, aggressive way, like. If you're just gonna keep fucking filling out, filling up the your like a gin and tonic for every person, like don't why don't you just die already? Like she's like, <laughs> this is what she's telling the bartender. I like that. And right. but she's but she herself is so damaged and like right, right, like yeah. fucked up that it's like, you, do you have the right to say these yeah. things? And it just begs like brings up all these questions that are just that's, like. That's, uh, what I love about plays too is that they always have like, 
I mean, everything, everything like seems very intentional. Mm-hmm. Like I was breezing through like the synopsis, and there's like one character who has plants and waters them, despite yep. the fact that some of them are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you got to read into that and what that oh means. My God, well, but my yeah, well, the, the thing I love about like stage plays is the, all those little things. Totally, you have to like break them down, but you right. might not get it the first time. Mm-hmm. So like now that you're an adult, or at least a young adult, mm-hmm. does this hit differently? Um. Yeah, mm. always. Like, I mean, this is a podcast, so these yeah, listeners don't Nina see Nina has a physical like. copy of the book here, and it has been with <laughs> her some for shit. some time. <laughs> um, yeah, and this isn't even like this. Like, back in at that time, I obviously photocopied this, and then so my mm. script of it looks even in, more oh, insane. Wilder, I'm sure. I mean, but, I, yeah, it's got such character to it, just... Yeah, how but like now. example, like that's how long she'll speak. Jesus Christ! Wow, that and is then, that's a half page. Yeah, um, just and then her last monologue. Um, there's a Tony in here too, by the way, Anthony. A oh Tony God, character. another Tony. So we're in tracks. Another or? reason you need to read <laughs> tracks. Gold chain. I mean, that'd be like the production designer's choice. Oh, and like, this would be for a good time for me to. Sp- Manifest my truth. There, yep. Uh, Why don't like you to... play him? We do a re, re a remake at the play. Met Gala. Yeah. At the Met Gala. At the Met Gala. They're speaking our truth. Andre is the plants character. Yeah, Andre is the plants character. I am the Tony. I would just like to be wearing a full oxblood tuxedo at the Met Gala. I just want to speak that into existence. Thank you. can see Andre's face right now. Like, he has heard this so many times in his dream. Uh, Yeah, Andre has a look of, why did I agree to do this? Um, It's just like, oxblood is so sick. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> All right, what color do you want then? You're gonna make fun of my ox blood. Nah, what I'm color is your tuxedo? You piece of work in this bar where I'm watering my dead plants. Yeah, you're wearing a tuxedo. It's no, be, you're we're going to the we're, we're going, going to the, the Mac party. Gala? Yeah. Okay, so if I'm going to the Mac Gala, I'm wearing gold. Gold. All right. Everything. Yes. Like Trinidad James. Yes. Okay. Like without a doubt, gold. Yeah. There's gold. There? Gold outfit. Mm-hmm. Wow, without a doubt. Wow, without a doubt. Nina, what are you wearing to the Met Gala? Oh my God, what am I wearing? Yeah, dead air, baby. We got it. That's her thinking. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, thinking lulls are like thinking really are engaging. Cool. Like yeah. everyone listening right now just leaned in six inches closer to their speaker. Um, or their steering wheel. What am driving. I wearing to the Met Gala? Anything you want. I'm in a full oxbow tuxedo. Wait, wait. Is it? We're, we have a, like we have a, th- a trio thing going okay. on. Wait, because we're stars. All so right. like we're headed there together. Okay. We isn't, got oxblood gold. Isn't 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 Met Gala themed though? Wait. So it's animal colored things. Okay. Animal colors. So oxblood. I have to figure out what kind of gold. Yeah. Um, canary yellow. Canary yellow. Canary yellow. Okay. I Catch would just, mustard, uh, I'd like to be in like some kind of a ball gown that just like doesn't allow for anyone else to fit in my mode of transportation. Yes. The ball gown just took up the whole, like I'll take a, a whole subway car. Like that's Incredible. how big, and I have to stuff it in, you know, Damn. like. Love that you're taking the subway. Are you taking too. the subway? I'm just taking love the subway taking to the, the subway. subway. Are you just kidding? Picking yeah, up New York whole, trash as you travel. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Wow. There, that's the idea. Like my dress like sweeps the streets. Like wow. as I walk, are we on to something? We're on to something. Where's okay. the facts flex at bomb? Met Gala, now we just need my color. Us. We just need my color. Yeah, let's all is- at the same time say what like first, like what color normally without like the yeah. your nails. Robin, egg, Rob, is that Robin's egg blue? Robin's egg. Robin's that's egg. It. I see. I was gonna go periwinkle, so that's pretty close. Okay, so we're on the cool. same page. Game. Game. All right. 
Is that and, good for you? Yeah, that's. I agree. Cool. I, I'm, I'm for it. If you guys were my stylist, I'd be like, that's cool. Cool. Okay. <laughs> we can do this. That's fine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Moving on to your second uh, <laughs> piece of inspiration <laughs> here. The Met Gala. Um, you've got a poem titled Photograph by yeah, Andrea right. Gibson. Yeah. So um, this poem was brought into my life by a woman named LaVon Canfield, who was a voice teacher of mine back in the day. Um, and she had us uh, second grade <laughs> and um, I performed this as a first grader and, and, no seriously that yeah end okay and it was it was still young though I feel like that was me it was my high school years it cool. was not it was not performed though but okay. she just brought it into class and right. I just it is grade a poetry like and she's she she does spoken words so she performs this on like you can find it on YouTube too but um I don't know, I don't really know how to talk about this without like, if, if people don't hear it or if it's not like recited, it's hard to just, she's, she's just. you recite it? Oh, I can recite or we can all, I don't know, you tell me. Uh, I don't know, whatever we want to do, do here on game. We're, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're here for, we're uh, here to do we're it. We're here um, for the pod. I have it pulled up. Okay, cool. love it. Uh, there's a Bad Boys ad on the top of it. Bad on, Boys! On so shout out to Bad Boys. <laughs> shout bad out to Bad Boys. boys. Please right. get us into the Met Gala. Yeah, please, please. Um, who, yeah. who wants to do it? You want to play I, Rock, Paper, Scissors on the mic? I don't mind. Um, all right. If you wanted to go ahead and do I it. I mean, you want me to start? You want to hit yeah. the first also, stanza? Also, thing. Oh, I yeah, don't want to put Nina on the spot. No, that's true. Nina, you have the first stanza. We could okay. Oh, we're we'll go stanza off? by stanza. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll pick up after uh with the autumn one. Okay. okay I'll cool. go um, and the idea, podcast listeners, is to just like just take a moment and visualize what you hear and let let it take you on a journey. Okay. <clears throat> so this is photographed by Andrea Gibson. I wish I was a photograph tucked into the corners of your wallet. I wish I was a photograph you carried like a future in your pocket. I wish I was that face you show to strangers when they ask you where you come from. I wish I was that someone that you come from every time you get there. And when you get there, I wish I was that someone who got phone calls and postcards saying, wish you were here. I wish you were here. Autumn is the hardest season. The leaves are all falling and they're falling like they're falling in love with the ground. And the trees are naked and lonely. I keep trying to tell them new leaves will come around in the spring, but you can't tell trees those things. They're like me. They just stand there and don't listen. I wish you were here. I've been missing you like crazy. I've been hazy-eyed, staring at the bottom of my glass again, thinking of that time when it was so full. It was like we were tapping the moon for moonshine, or sticking straws into the center of the sun, and slipping like Icarus would forever kiss the bullets from our guns. I never meant to fire, you know. I know you never meant to fire, lover. I know we never meant to hurt each other. Now the sky clicks from black to blue and dusk looks like a bruise. I've been wrapping one night stands around my body like wedding bands, but none of them fit in the morning. They just slip off my fingers and slip out the door, and all that lingers is the scent of you. I once swore that if I threw that scent into a wishing well, all the wishes in the world would come true. Do you remember? Do you remember the night I told you I've never seen anything more perfect than the snow falling and the glow of a streetlight, electricity bowing to nature, mind bowing to heartbeat? This is going to hurt bowing to I love you. I still love you. Like moons love the planets they circle around. Like children love recess bells. I still hear the sound of you and think of playgrounds where outcasts who stutter beneath braces and bruises and acne are finally learning that they're rich 
Handsome bullies are never going to grow up to be happy. I think of happy when I think of you. So wherever you are, I hope you're happy. I really do. I hope the stars are kissing your cheeks tonight. I hope you finally found a way to quit smoking. I hope your lungs are open and breathing your life. I hope there's a kite in your hand that's flying all the way up to Orion and you still got a thousand yards of string to let out. I hope you're smiling like God is pulling at the corners of your mouth because I might be naked and lonely, shaking branches for bones, but I'm still in time. I'm still time zones away from who I was the day before we met. You were the first mile where my heart broke a sweat and I wish you were here. I wish you'd never left, but mostly I wish you well. I wish you my very, very best. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was a cathartic experience. Yeah, that was really nice. I f- I flubbed the words once. That's okay. Once, um, once I had chills the entire such time. Such a baby number for such a long yeah. piece. Yeah. We yeah. did yeah. good. That was really beautiful. I yeah. really I really like a lot of those those yeah. lines. Yeah, it's yeah. That was wow. There was one I love you like a fat kid loves cake, which was <laughs> 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 Shut <up>. fifty baby. <laughs> I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see why. Yeah, it's like. Sometimes with poetry, it gets into a very abstract space where you can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. And this feels like someone you might have pulled up to like on the street yeah. and just kind of spoke. Right. Yeah. Which is really nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's very grounded. It has a really nice balance of being like casually spoken and then really eloquently worded. Right. Too. Right. Like just the, I hope you quit. I found you found. I hope you found a way to quit, quit smoking. smoking. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh no, am I gonna do it? Am I gonna bring am him gonna, up? Go right. Ahead, go ahead, do it, do it. It reminds me of a, a song by a band I really like, uh, called the Mountain Goats. Hmm. Oh, um, he did it. He did it. Yeah. Uh they there's a song uh it's it's called No Children. Mm-hmm. And it's like this anthemic, really sad song about like a very toxic couple together. Mm-hmm. And there's this um this is one part it's I, I cut I hope I cut myself shaving tomorrow. I hope I bleed all day long. Our friends say it's darkest before the sun rises we're pretty sure they're all wrong mm, um bars yeah it's just nice it's just really like it's like very casual things that he's talking about but in in such a way that there's something so grandiose like mm-hmm. right after like i'd hope i cut I cut myself shaving you right, know right and then speaking about something is so like as it being dark forever mm-hmm. and something like that yeah this also reminded me of a song um it's all my friends by lcd sound System. photographed oh. by nickelback <laughs> 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 yeah, when I sent you this list, I meant to write Nickelback. Andrew Gibson was uh, the autocorrect person. I just went with it. Like, but I really meant to bring up. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. I also really love. I love the line. I still love you like moons love the planets they circle, circle around. around. It's really yeah. sweet. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. All my friends is weird. I like when I heard it. It was like all of the existentialism. That I had ever mm-hmm. magnified into one song. Yeah, yeah. Like th- the song is about, um, I can't remember the, the lead singer's name, which is terrible. But his therapist dies, and he goes through like an existential crisis of like, how do I start again with this person who I've been extremely like intimately linked to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just kind of like pulls back and is like, I wonder where all the people that I have had connections with, where mm-hmm. are they at this point? And like the process of like trying to get hip with yourself while still trying to get with the plan mm-hmm. and realizing like a lot of people have moved on mm-hmm. and a lot of people haven't moved on. Right. And then you're just trying to find that one moment of comfort. Like where are all of my friends at this one point? Right. It's a wildly cathartic song. And I lost my keys to it when I saw them perform at Governor's Ball and almost got stuck on Randall's Island. Mm. 
See, there's the juice. That's the juicy part of that. Oh. Yes. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So that was powerful. No, yeah, see, that was real powerful. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to, that, I was just on a journey with your description oh. there for sure. Yeah, like, I'm sure I flubbed it, but that's fine. But no, that romantic linkage and like what, yeah, yeah those kinds of, I mean, one of, another thing in person that inspires me is this woman named Esther Perel. She's um, a relationship psychologist, like overall, but she's also an author. She has her own podcast. She's it's called Where Do We Begin, where she like sits down mm-hmm. with couples and cool. talks through things. Yeah. Couples therapy live? Wow. Yeah, the kind end? of pretty much. They change names, but it's like fascinating and she's so um, incredible. She's like a psychoanalyst also was her overarching umbrella um, of things. But see, I think human beings are never endingly inspiring and I am uh, definitely like a people person, passionate mm-hmm. about people, but I think really getting to get getting down to like how are you in your not necessarily your love life but like in your relationships like to me that is like just such having a this conversation i'm sorry yeah. oh did you yeah yeah when i when i went to go like hang out with with, with mel and kim earlier mm-hmm. not today but a different day like yeah like the conversation started there like eventually you know we get into romance and things but like how are you with people? Yeah. Like, what, how are you doing? With because people? I think you can ask someone how they are, but little do we realize that like, that's really sometimes at the center of how a person is at a present moment in which you're speaking to them. Like, yeah. are they feeling isolated? Are they, did they just have a fight with someone they're in a relationship with? Are they dating, but it's not working out? Are they super happy and just discovered something awesome about, you know, just all that stuff. Yeah. It's such like a, like, there's so many parts to it. And and we kind of touched on that in the beginning of the podcast, too, about just, like, how much everything comes together, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and how there's so many variables at once. There's so many moving parts to this whole life totally. thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To this thing we call life. <laughs> right. And if it's, like, a stressful thing that's, like, really affecting someone, like, that will, that will, you'll... That will display itself or manifest itself in ways when they're out doing other things. And like, I feel like I I can sometimes feel catch that. And then I'm immediately Ooh. like, what's like, how are you? And then this is why I become like the friend that's like, Nina, I, I got to talk to you about this <laughs> thing in my life right oh, now. Man, I'm not it's like that an empath. Yeah. That's the word for that, I'm right? When that. you can pick up on other people's energies, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's time to stop dabbling and then become just like a couple's therapist. I've hey, thought about that cool. too. Like, hey. Listen, the world is yours, honestly. You came to New York and figured out how to make it work. The world is ours at the Met Gala. Wow. Oxblood, baby. Oxblood, baby. Oxblood 2020. (laughs) Get our t-shirt online. Yeah, that's another t-shirt. It's it's a white t-shirt that just says the word Oxblood on it in Oxblood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We should have one with both of us, but our beanies are Oxblood red. That'd be pretty cool. Or we could get one that's you as a mustard bottle, me as a ketchup bottle, and we could be ketchup and mustard, baby. Bang. Canary, yeah. canary, canary yellow. And and canary. Oxblood. Oh, what? Yeah. Fuck. What's up, Canary Oxblood? It's actually my What's rap up, name. Our, our merch game is going to be crazy. I know, dude. We'll just wait till we get a fan base. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> just wait. And we're going to get one without Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> don't follow us. Dude, do not support the pod. Please don't. Just subscribe to our Patreon. Hey, we don't have one. No, we don't. Um, and then the <laughs> other two things you had on there was music and then human beings. Yeah, yeah we did. We touched on the we, human beings. Yeah. And then yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, is it dismissive of me to, to me to say like 
music is inspiring or is there something yeah. specific about yeah, you music? Gotta I mean, they're like, like you two bringing up like lyrics to songs. Like that's just my relationship to music being inspiring. Like it'll mm. be like a one line in a song or yeah. like a, a, a feeling that was evoked after listening to like one album that I had either forgotten about or just listened to for the first time. It's just, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, music I, I, absolutely inspiring, but so I um, find myself like hyper focusing on like one lyric or one line a right. lot, a lot over and over. Mm-hmm. Like this I, oh, this is a good question for you two being so um, just like people of, of the visual arts in a sense. Like when you listen to music, when I feel like music lately has been inspiring in that specific way where I immediately just see things that I want to shoot, like two songs. Mm. And not necessarily like, oh, I'm just on, on a music video tip, but like, yeah, just whether it's like a, I've been wanting to like, have, um, I want to first. I want to get into claymation for sure, and I want to shoot something claymation to. Yeah. I can help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. That just excited me too. No, like yeah. seriously, like this is yeah. And anyway, but I'll just I'll just imagine this. You know, you know yeah. where I'm going with all that. Yeah. But that's music as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel like I do that a lot of the time. I feel like I I try to listen to a music like music that fits with what I'm doing a lot of the time. So like. Lately, it's been more instrumental stuff because I'm just like, I don't want to be distracted by a lot of the words when I'm just like Mm -hmm. trying to be more present in the moment. Uh. When when I absorb music, I listen to, I guess, like the backbone of it first before I listen to lyric quality. See, that's so, you're like about the production and like what went into like creating the Not even that. I I think I'm just, I'm, if it's, it's, I I hate the words I'm going to use, but if it's not like sonically pleasing initially. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the words don't really matter. I mean, obviously, like with some genres, like the, the lyrical content is clearly important to what's happening. But I think I digest that later. Uh, uh, I know after the fact, if it's like if I'm if I'm not like banging with this from like right. the ground mm-hmm. up, then that's it's yeah, not, that's interesting. So snapping. you are okay. See for the for instrumentals and like sound, mm-hmm. if it, that's purely what the experience of the song is, then to me, I'm immediately thinking like, is how is this like? I'm not even a dancer, but I'm like, mm-hmm. how does this make me want to move? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's inspiring in that way. And then when songs have words, I think that's probably when the acting background comes because I love just being like. That's psychologically fascinating. Like, what is what Me is too. this person saying? Like, what, mm. oh, the way that because it's, it's poetry in a sense, like yeah. lyricism. So, it's, I'm it's with like you. I, I hear I hear the words first, and then I like will hyper focus on like a specific part of the instrumentation I like and have to understand it, and then I can move on. I I think that I, now we're, I guess I'm gonna kind of get into like a nitty gritty kind of thing, but on the specific side. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the genres that you listen to, like Mountain Goats especially, like yeah. sonically for me, I don't want to listen to them. Yeah, because it's, it's lo-fi. Like the, my favorite record of theirs was recorded using the internal microphone and like a Yamaha boombox. Hmm. That's it. Fire. Yeah. But it has like a very like warm hum to it. Even mm. even when there's nothing happening, oh, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's lo-fi. Yeah. But it's... But like if I'm going to the Mountain Goats, I feel like I'm going there for like strong... Like the lyrical content of, of those songs is like... I mean, obviously the lyrics and the, the music itself is half and half, but like it's, it feels like it's 75-25 to like the music hmm. itself. I think so because there's a, like <laughs> there's another Mountain Goats lyric. <laughs> there's, a, there's another Mountain Goats song called You Were Cool and it's like it sounds exactly like a million other Mountain Goats songs, mm-hmm. but the first words of the song are um, it's 
this is a song with the same four chords that I use most of the time when I got something on my mind, but I don't want to squander the moment. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just like. It's a fire bar, too. That's a psychological thing, too. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, you're you're like me. You got to get this thing out, too. So you're just going to go to your old faithful and play these four chords. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think. Wow. I listen to a lot more of that kind of music. Yeah. Like, I'm very into, like, folk and, like, more lo-fi and, like, punk stuff like Mm. that, too. So Sonic stuff hasn't always been super important to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think, like. I like ska. (laughs) Yeah. Listening to like hip hop, I feel like has shifted my listening to be like, does this slap like instrumentally? Interesting, because uh, I feel like you could, I, I, you could have been about to say both things. Like, yeah, like, and that's why I'm saying like it's weird because like hip hop, if the lyrics aren't good, like you're garbage as right. a rapper. But like a good song might not be carried by the lyrics; it can just be like carried by flow and by song. Like Travis Scott makes a career out of making. Right less than like desirable lyrical so content. So funny that you bring up Travis Scott. But, Had a lot of conversations. Yeah, I mean, Travis he Scott. just makes good songs. Yeah. Like any yeah. of the quote unquote mumble rappers that right. are out now, like lyrically they may not be on point. You might find out later and later down the line that they are, but mm-hmm. like they put sounds together so well. Yeah, but Travis sometimes has those one, two, three liners that are like, I'm about that, like, yeah. kind of open to interpretation. And then he's like, yeah, I'm in the race. Then he's like, Skirt. it's lit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that too. Just like, ah. But yeah. that's like musical. Yeah. Him oh, singing it's lit is it musical. Because in the same note, I love all this like lyrical stuff, but I'm also still a sucker for like, give me just some drug rap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh my I just, God. I just no, love, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Flying over the Pacific to be specific, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, generally, um. <laughs> okay, but that, but yeah, you bringing up hip hop, you're saying like since it's it's like hip hop is a hard 50 50 because like you've got one camp who's like, yo, do your lyrics bang, and then mm-hmm. people, the other half that are like, does the song bang? Mm-hmm. Like, which which one do you think is more open to like being subjective, by the way? That's an oh, interesting question. That's a great question. Wow. So, Nina, do you want to help host this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm more open to being. Subject. What's more open to like to the whole like this has a wider spectrum of what's good and bad, and this is I like think, oh, this is easy to know what's fucking good and bad. Instrumentation of hip hop or like I think lyrical content, it's good or it's bad. Huh? I think people are are stronger in that camp right. than saying like yo this beat doesn't slap like there's a, I think the experimentation of sonics in hip hop has evolved deeper than and you have lyrical. to know music to know when a beat is great or not yeah is what you're saying yeah, yeah. well somebody well, somebody somebody decided to shit talk um the Mo Bamba beat and the producer mm-hmm. of that beat broke it down theory wise and he's oh, like yeah. you don't appreciate this because you're dumb yeah and, see <laughs> and I was like then wow you have- that's hard uh-huh. that you can argue that and have a legitimate argument. Right. And now I have to go listen to the song. Again. I th- <laughs> I almost feel like like the beat is the most objective thing about music because if you don't need to necessarily know about music to know that shit, like it knocks, you know, like if yeah. you're bobbing your head, that's all you need to know. Right. But then I feel like I can like bob my head and be like, this is fire. And then look at someone, a friend of mine who's like music taste I respect and then have them be like, this is shit. And like sometimes yeah. I'm off and I'm like, whoa, wait, what? I think, and then you're like, what is my relationship to like good and bad? And I should, we should also say, I or at least I think music is an incredibly uh, subjective thing. 
yeah, and try yes, to pick but, the yes, most but, objective part but of it. There also is like yeah. there, there's still a reason why people like us like know each other now and like because we all generally appreciate like the similar kinds of music, aka we would be like good music, aka. Mm, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But or is that me being just very? Like, um, I think we share a taste. Like we share similar taste, and we've found other people that. Uh-huh. are similar and we gravitate toward one another yeah. because of that. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm sure I got music that y'all would hate. Yo, yeah. You do. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you no, hate me too. the mountains. <laughs> and I, I love I just them. can't, I can't get it into it. That barrier for me mm-hmm. is the Sonics. And I'm like, I don't. I'm going to play you some shit. I can't bang with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Not that I talk like that. I ain't banging with the mountain goats. But like, yeah. I'll call John Darnielle and tell him you don't bang with him. <laughs> hey, yo, John. Oh, and that brings up the fascination behind how you're introduced to like a song, an yeah. album or whatever. If it's a person who you admire showing it to you, you could have heard that somewhere else and been like, been, ew. Yeah. Like, I'll never. Yeah. Rock. Like, But then it's someone who you've been like. Oh man, what they do is so interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to learn more about them. And then they're like, "This is what I love." And then you're like, "I so see how this is so great." Right, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The way it comes into your your palate is definitely, and it's and, it, and this is a whole another conversation. But like, how does the way we get it digitally now through like playlists and like a very arm's length kind of thing? Hap, uh, you know, how does that work versus somebody being like, "Hey, I really think you'd like this." Blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. That's another whole. I'm gonna cut it off because I feel like we can, we can talk about this. Yeah, we're well, and also is our taste really ours? Ooh, oh lordy lord. Okay, Fuck. and Yo, that what there. are you doing? Eddie here, we're getting get heady. out of here. All right. So please, listeners, write in, um, <laughs> yeah. write in your what are you banging with? What are you banging with? Uh, What's your favorite Travis Scott song? Yeah. <laughs> what does music mean? Is music disposable to you? Let us know. Fire, good question. Mm. Yeah, um, Cosmo, you like to do this thing toward the end of the podcast. Yeah, I like to do this thing toward oh, the end. Yeah, what do you like to do, bro? Um, so I just ask our guests. I put them on the spot, and I don't tell anyone about it until right now. Um, I just, what's something that you think more people should be up on that you are currently into? So like anything, it could be like a song you listen to, something you saw, commercial you liked, like really anything. Just be like, I'll oh, check this out. Um. Uh, can I mean, it be like an an activity or something? It can be anything. Just a a, a hot tip from Antonina Valentina Vargas. Um, n- your phone not being the first thing you look at when you wake up. Beautiful. That's perfect. Wow, you gave a tip. Yeah, that's a tip. That's yeah. incredible. And if you and if you're, we all live busy lives. So if you have to like give it a number, like wait, um, give yourself an hour before looking at it. Before you don't do, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Right. Yeah, I love that's a great one. You are your most, you are most yourself when you first wake up every brand new day. So Ooh, don't let that. that that screen be the first thing you experience. Is what I'd say. Pick up our new shirt on our web store. You are your most yourself when you first wake up. <laughs> um, <laughs> fire, fire. Um, a bang. With Andre, it. what are you? What do you want to put the people onto? All right. So this is a very specific, specific thing. Generally, uh, hey, um, it's a video about a writer um, by the name of Jason Reynolds. He's been doing a lot recently. He got nominated to some position not too long ago too but he's he he writes generally like young adult fiction but he also specifically writes young adult fiction but he also writes poetry as well and um you know just the conversation that we had like him talking about his poetry the cadence in which he he writes his poetry how it's displayed and how you read it 
um, is all super interesting and it's stuff he gets into. But the video itself that kind of dives into him is like not only like visually crazy, um, um, but it's like a good all in all video kind of encapsulating like an atmosphere and a mood. Um, it's called Dear Dreamer. Um, I came across it on, on Vimeo, but, um, Dear Dreamer, I guess you Google like either Vimeo, Dear Dreamer or Dear Dreamer, Jason, uh, Jason Reynolds. It should pop up there. Cool. Um, let me, let me just see who the the author of the video is. It is, um, uh, shite, uh, shite. It is. Okay. I got it. It's Christian Melam. Christian Melam. Uh, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N space M-E-L-O-M. Love. Dear Dreamer. Beautiful. Okay. Um, for my thing, I will put on a new record. It's not it's an old record, but it's new to me. Me, a lifelong Mountain Goats fan, and it's Mountain Goats related because we talked about it so much. Bars. Check out the Extra Glens is the band. It is the the collaboration between Painted Blues Franklin Bruno and John Darniel of the Mountain Goats. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What is it? Like It's called the, the Extra Glens. The, okay. But Glens? Glens is spelled G-L-E-N-N-S. Okay. Like um, the record is Martial Arts Weekend. Huh. Uh, and it's it's really good. It's really good because it's it's still Mountain Goatsy. They got a Leonard Cohen cover on there. They mm. got, they cover Memories by Leonard Cohen, which is a really beautiful song, and it's outside of the writing style of John Darnielle, and I like to hear it. Um, <laughs> so you should go check that out. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's it. Um, Love it. Antonina, Valentina, Vargas, thank you for oh, being you still here got so it. much. Two hours I got later. it in the pocket. <laughs> um, if people want to follow you on Instagram, they can oh. do so at... <laughs> Neat. I know we talked a lot about it. It's public, baby. <laughs> After today, I go private. I did not plug it. You want to say no? You want to remain a mystery? No, you do it. Okay. Why not? It's at Nina Vargas, or is it Nina V Vargas? There's yep. two V's. Mm-hmm, two V's. Uh, N-I-N-A-V-V-A-R-G-A-S. Nina Vargas, is there yeah. anything else you want the people to check out? I guess I'll say... Um, of yours, of your work? The, or can they this, see more My Instagram is just like a silly little whatever of me being in different places smiling. But um, <laughs> I... I I finally started an Instagram page of like my actual like visual work. So yeah, you just a, started one. Yeah. yeah, so that's A V, and this is funny. Like, let's see the next time I post. Like, this is the problem. Like, I just need to like look at myself in the mirror every morning and be like, just put it at like who whatever yeah. man. Um, but it's A V V and then gallery. So G A L L E R Y. Yeah, but that's like where I'll be posting like my picture videos yeah go picture. check out nina's stuff she's really talented she's really cool and thank you for being here nina thank you for having if me. you want to follow andre on the internet you can do that mm-hmm. at no doubt on instagram n-o-d-o-u-g-h-t yep if you want to follow him on twitter it's never a doubt doubt is spelled the same oh, way so good. Uh, if you want to follow me on the internet my instagram is at anthony cosme a-n-t-h-o-n-y-c-o-s-m-e don't follow me on Twitter. Do it. Um, if you want to follow our podcast escapades, see behind the scenes things that we may or may not take pictures of, <laughs> you can do so on Instagram at generally specific pod. Yes. That's Has spelled- that already started? Or we the will Instagram by the time is, the people listen. The Instagram is locked. We got it locked down. We got it locked down. Love we got it, it locked down. Yes. Um, we might be on Twitter by the time this is up. Yes. So just keep an eye out for that. Yes. Uh, we don't have shirts yet. No. They're coming. We do have a theme song, and the theme song bangs. It comes from Nothing New. Shout out to the homie Nothing Yes! Always. I love it. Yeah. Omar, we love you. Yes, we do. Um, 
Oh, I do. I have to say one positive thing about. Yes. Yeah, I have to say uh, a really nice, sweet thing um, at the end of the podcast, like I like to do, and I'm stalling for time because I've said a lot of these. Uh-huh. Um, um, Go bang on someone on camera. No, no, bang on the camera. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do wow. that. Uh, we're cutting all this out. <laughs> Here we go. Um, uh, make something. Oh, love it. Really do. Make something. Make something. Cool. All right, bye. Generally Specific is produced by me, Andre Dowdy, and Anthony Cosme. Recorded at the Wave Cave Studio in Bushwick, that is Brooklyn, New York. The theme song comes from Nothing New. Shout out to the homie one time. And this will be the last episode while Cosby and I figure out how to maneuver around this coronavirus. So, in the meantime, while you're home, go create something. We'll see you soon. me again andre uh while you are stuck at home quarantining and binging all of your favorite content like generally specific why don't you drop us a voice note open up that anchor fm app hop on over to generally specific and leave us a little voice note maybe you had some thoughts on a previous episode maybe our conversation with bureaucratic or abita austin or christopher davis or mike weir or aura or Fax Mercury. If you got any thoughts, just let us know. I will throw it on the pot. Hope you're all staying safe in this quarantine. And we hope you're listening to that good content. The Specific Side with Antonina Valentino Vargas coming up in a little bit. <laughs>